We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone While Getting Sports, episode 70. I throw the episode number in there once in a while. I'm Morgan. I think the other person's name is Austin. If I'm wrong, that'll be very awkward. How the fuck is it going, mystery person? Well, this is, in fact, awkward because my name is... Well, in fact, I don't actually have a name. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. My name's Austin, and uh feel pretty good. Just had that, uh, I'm sure you heard that lovely hoot there in the beginning. Um, how are you doing? Oh, I'm slightly tired. Um, I just finished playing game one of dodgeball playoffs. My dodgeball team got second place this season, and we're in the playoffs. Oh, shit. So, so, you know, we're one week ahead of CFL, so they're lacking, I guess. That's basically what I'm getting at. Um, Other than that, I've been busy kind of packing up and stuff, because at the end of this week, I'm going to be moving. Um. Yeah, so next time we record, I'll be in a new location. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Ooh, fancy. Yes, fancy. Do you have anything on your end you want to report? Uh, not a whole lot, I will say. Uh, just with everything going on in uh, out here in BC, um, my thoughts go out to everyone affected because it has been... Uh, brutal with the with the flooding uh obviously the flooding is definitely stopped but the damage is not done and you know we're pretty lucky where we're at, where we're at because we weren't hit too bad it definitely got very rainy and in fact our basement did flood but um, uh but um it's now affected everything else because uh it's affecting supply chains. People are now panicked buying gas. There's gas limits. Mm-hmm. You can only buy 30 liters of gas at a time. They're limiting groceries in some places. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's even starting to affect stuff here in Saskatchewan as well. It's affecting the farmers, I know, because yeah. the grain import and export, um, it's affecting well, just produce coming all across Canada because, like, that's the number one um, import is Vancouver for uh, goods and stuff for Canada and whatnot. So, oh yeah, that's like the western gate to the rest of the world, right? From Canada, it's the main port. So it's uh, yeah, I've heard some stories, but um, it's good to hear that the flooding itself seems to have stopped by the sounds of where you're coming from. So that's good. So hopefully they just got to, now they got to make the repairs. Yeah. Cause I've heard stories. Cause I know people that actually work in like industries where they 
get the goods and then they send it off. So they've been talking to the truck drivers. There's people running water. I don't know how much of that's coming through. Um, no. Anyways, there's talk where we might be sending trucks down through Saskatchewan into the States and then back up. But then that's a whole different ball game just to do that turnaround. You have to stamp it for the States and stamp it back for Canada. Oh yeah. That adds a whole another host of complications. And then you're bringing semis through the mountains, which is not an easy deal. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, but I don't have anything else to report. If you don't, then you want to get to plugs. Yeah. Uh, well, first things first, I'm going to say right off the hop, you know, episode 70, getting into the swing of things. I want you to rate, review, and comment. Uh, you're going to subscribe wherever you listen. That helps every huge set it to auto download. Even if you don't listen to it, just download and have it ready. Um, you're going to find us. The main Twitter account is at Podstone one. Um, you can find me at Fitzsteve Fitzgerald. And then um, on Instagram, we are TSWGS pod. And Morgan's got the double T's for you. Yeah. Um, I do have the double T's. That's Twitch and Twitter, Caption Morgan too. And I will second what Austin said about the rate and review. Um, we're really trying our hardest. Um, we're going kind of blind into this, kind of, you know, self-taught, all that deal. So we're trying to um, make something of this. And what would, like Austin said, would really, really help is the rates, the reviews, the telling your friends, downloads, the, yeah, comments, the um, Twitter follows. If you're on so social media, if you're not, then I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly the the whole rate and reviews and that type of stuff helps our name get out there and also helps us know personally if we're doing a shitty job or not. So exactly, it's very helpful. Something that I don't know if you would really call helpful is um what happened this week in the uh, CFL. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it's just... <laughs> it was the opposite of exciting football this, <laughs> this <Yeah>. week. <laughs> um, but that's to be expected when we have a one, one team playing... Three games in seven days. That's not going to produce good football. You have another team playing two games in, I think, three or four days. Excuse me. And, yeah, we might as well just get right to it because it was rough. It was a Let's rough. Get into it. Football. Let's jump right into it. Uh, right off the top, we had Elks versus Toronto. It was a whopping 13-7 victory for the Edmonton Elks. That is a six-point differential. I thought I was trying to get one up on Austin and pick Toronto, but 
apparently the Elks pulled one out at the end of the season here. Because uh, Austin picked the Elks. Yeah, I did. I went with seven-point differential. It doesn't matter because that one's Toronto. And Austin went with a nice five-point differential. He is one point away. Yeah. He gets two points for being that one-point differential difference. I don't know where I'm at. I may or may not be a little baked. Yeah, I got you, buddy. I'm right there with you. Um, so what to say about this game? Nothing really, because it was <laughs> both offenses sucked. Clearly, the score says it all. Uh, backup quarterbacks were struggling. I have no clue what Edmonton's going to do, and we're going to get into that even more later on here. <laughs> yeah. And Toronto, I know they were playing lots of their rookies, sure, but, or at least their backups and all that deal. But you don't want to go into the playoffs, even with a bye, like this. <laughs> this is absolutely awful. And yeah, I'm going to sound rough. like it. I'm going to sound like a broken record talking about the rest of the games because. Is a very similar story from majority of the teams. Yeah. Even the winning ones, really. The ones that were in the playoffs and stuff, the teams that won really didn't show that much either. But, Austin, what do you have for a few stats for this game? Did it make it look any more exciting? No, not at all. Uh, it was pretty close in possession, pretty close total yards. Nothing really, nothing really to run home to. Big play of the game was a two-yard run for a touchdown. So, uh, you know, it's uh, or sorry, an eighteen-yard run for uh, Cornelius. But I just, you know, like you said, it was it was not very exciting and. Pretty disappointing for the Argos. Well, I'm very sad to tell you, it's not going to get very much more exciting. The most excitement, at least you're going to get, is the points. And I might as well just say now, is that Ottawa was playing Montreal. They happened to win their third game this season. Um, it was a great second half comeback. They really had nothing going in the first half. And they won 19 to 18, which is a one point differential. Both me and Austin went with Montreal because we really haven't been going with Ottawa all each season. Yeah. Um, I went with the 14 point differential. That me and Austin were fighting against last episode. Right. And Austin went with 10-point differential, but he gets the final laugh because that 10 points gets him one point. Hell yeah, it does. This game was basically going to be the game that was going to more or less finalize everything. If Montreal won this game, then Hamilton had to win against 
the riders in order to get second place. But since Montreal lost this game, that gave Montreal third, Hamilton second. So this was the supposed to be the game of the week. I guess it was close. It, it was honestly probably the most exciting game of the week just because there's lots of back and forth. Um, Montreal, like I said, they came out hot in the first half. And then it really took closer to the fourth quarter, if I re- remember correctly, in order for Ottawa to start coming back. Like, mo- well, all the two previous wins that Ottawa has, their defense keeps winning them these games. So that's been their bright spot this season, in my mind. And maybe Austin might have some stats that, who knows, might back that up. I could be wrong. Well, no, I I agree. And um, like you said, Montreal came out hot in this one, but Ottawa shut that shit down in the second half. Three turnovers uh, on the Alouettes end didn't help whatsoever. And the Red Blacks with the super smart decision both times, third and fourth quarter, to go for the two-point convert because if they hadn't, they would have not had enough points to win. So good call on that. But, uh, yeah, their defense, I think, definitely um, held them through, right? Uh, Shut. Obviously, you shut them out in the third and the fourth. Yeah, and like like the title of our last episode says, numbers means a lot. So it's all about the numbers. (laughs) We can't make that title twice in a row, by the way, Austin, just so you know. I know. Your job's not that easy. <laughs> um, speaking about an easy job, BC sure had one. Um, I mean, frankly, Edmonton was playing their third. This was the third game in seven days. So for them to even put up the amount of points that they did, which I'm about to say, is kind of amazing. And but they still got destroyed and BC won 43 to 10. That's a 33 point differential. Me, like the idiot I am, I went with Elks by seven. Why? I don't know. Austin, <laughs> like the dumbass he is, he went with BC. <laughs> By 14, and he gets two points. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, you're kind of cleaning up so far, and I'm not liking it. I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) But like I kind of said off the top, this was Edmonton's third game in seven days, and you could tell that they're dead tired by this point, especially in the second half, even though they got their 10 points in the second half. I'm surprised they got 10 points, to be honest. I think, it, I thought, I'm pretty sure something like 23 nothing or something like along those lines going into the second half. So 
BC I was winning 34 to 7 at the end of the second quarter. Okay. So Edmonton did end up. I thought they got that touchdown this second half. That was my bad. No, it's all good. No, that was my bad. I quit. Yeah, you fucked no. up. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Well, you better start <laughs> put it at on Kijiji or something. I don't care. On Kijiji. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Or Craigslist. There we go. Buy and sell on Facebook. I don't know. Buy and sell. Yeah, I'll buy a podcast host. <laughs> yeah, you will. Anyways, right. um, stats. Oh, that's me, yeah, I man. guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, honestly, like you said, <clears throat> it was utter domination. 32 first downs for the Lions, 18 for the Elks. 354 passing yards for the Lions, 194 for the Elks. Like, turnovers, you know, not even close. Elks had five to the Lions, set two. Uh, Lions had a punt return for a touchdown. It just wasn't, it was It was rough, you know. It was not It was not a good time for the Elks. And like you said, they played three times, three times in a week. So they're not going to be the best, but goddamn, the Lions just beat up on them. Yeah, and they ended their seven-game losing streak, so I guess congrats to BC. That's because I picked them. You're welcome, BC fans. Uh, Yeah. Fuck you. Anyways. (laughs) Um, So we're just going to skip right over the next game here and go to Winnipeg versus Calgary. I guess we'll... (laughs) Fortunately... We'll talk about this next game. It was Riders versus Hamilton. Tiger Tat. Tiger Tats? Tiger Cats. Tiger Tats. <laughs> um, I'm just so embarrassed that um, the Riders lost. It was rough. Oh, yeah, 24-3. Um, basically, what I've found out from this game is that the Riders don't have any really confident backup quarterbacks. Um, so if Cody gets injured, we're fucked. And our defense still played not too bad because I do want to make clear I'm not making excuses because even a CFLB team should at least put up more than three points. I didn't expect them to win. Yes, I picked them. And yes, I just realized that I skipped over my Austin Specs, I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But a CFLB team should be able to, like I said, put up more than three points. But for the fact that it was the B team on defense and the Hamilton did play their A team because, like I mentioned, the Montreal game, mm-hmm. if Montreal lost that, then Hamilton had to win this one. So they Which had was to- not an issue. Which wasn't an issue, but they had put out their eight or like their starters, just in case, yeah, just in case. So they played less in the second half because they're up. I don't know enough, <laughs> and yeah, I should probably at this point get to our picks. Both me and Austin, like fools, picked the Riders. I went with seven point differential. Austin went with an eight point differential. 
The Riders lost by 21 points, so Austin gets one point. You Excellent. are clean up this week, dude. Beautiful. Do you have – I hate to ask, but do you have any stats, any good stats, anything that will make me happy, cry a little less? Ooh, make you happy? Not really. Uh, well, do you have to have say, stats for the sacks? I do not have them for the sacks. I do apologize. That's okay. That was the one bright side for well both teams, but definitely the Riders. Is the D line was still unbelievable, like they have been all year. So, that's well, and it was uh, tied in turnovers, so that's not. You know, that's that's something. Yeah, like, the defense still only gave up 24 points to Hamilton yeah. that was playing their A-team. So that's still that's true. decent. That's true. But um, what else was 24 to 3. That's rough. Yeah, um, it's the offense that stuck. I yeah. really don't got a whole lot. It was, it was pretty bleak. Uh, they all played us. They had the ball 10 more minutes than we did. That's rough. Yeah, it seems like it. Seems about accurate. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on. Like I wanted to earlier, uh, Winnipeg versus Calgary. This game again was very boring, very close. Both teams were playing their backups, resting guys. For the most part, you can't rest everyone because salary cap and shit. So you know, mm-hmm. but. Calgary beat Winnipeg 13 to 12. That's a one point differential. Both me and Austin, we finally twisted the light bulb. The light bulb came on. We had, a, we were smart. That's what I'm trying to say, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but because we both picked Calgary, but Austin was. Slightly smarter than me because I went with eleven point differential. He won under me. Price has righted me with a ten point differential, so you get another two points. So before we get to the breakdown, I might as well throw it out there. I got zero points this week. <laughs> so I previously had fifty one last episode. I still currently have that because math. Yeah, Austin had fifty six. He now has sixty four points. <laughs> I believe I did my math correct. If not, I'll get it correct by the time the um, we finish this competition. Which I decided it might as well go till the end of the playoffs. We only have three weeks left, anyways. So what the hell? Um, plus, I don't want to be sober next episode episode yet so not during the playoffs <clears throat> no that's fair but like I said this was another boring game and it's going to be very interesting to see me personally because Winnipeg had lost now two in a row going right into the playoffs that could yes they were resting guys in both games but It'll be time will tell if that's going to be an issue or not. Um, I I don't necessarily 
think it will be um, because they have that bye week to, I don't want to say hopefully, but I guess for any Bomber fans listening out there, um, for you guys, hopefully they get their shit together. But for me, hopefully they don't uh, because I would much rather be playing the Riders if they can get their shit together after their horrible effort. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I want Winnipeg to lose. Okay, guys? I was going to say, uh, Winnipeg fans, don't be too upset because you, you lost this one, but you lost it by a point, and the Stamps didn't score until less than five minutes in the game. So, obviously, Winnipeg was doing something right for most of this game. Uh, they outrushed the Stamps by a large margin. Passing was definitely the Stamps in this one, but they they didn't score until less than five minutes left in the game. And then with the last yeah, second field goal, it's, it's, it sucks, but, you know. Yeah. Again, um, yeah. Like I said, this game was boring until up to – the last five minutes of the entire game. <laughs> it was Calgary actually made a game of it and came out on top. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a good point there, Austin, that um, as a bomber, or if you are happen to be a bomber fan, then you might, you don't want to beat yourself up too bad. But a team that probably does want to beat themselves up real bad and they have cleaned house is the Edmonton Elks. They have fired their president, which I'm not sure of his name right now. His Their GM, Rock Sutherland, and their head coach, Jamie Elizondo. Uh, in any sport, for any team, uh, when you fire those three main figures, in oh, it's huge. Yeah that that means they mean business. The owners want changes and they want it now. So yeah, uh, I don't think this is going to be the end because I also think they're going to be probably getting rid of players because who knows. Like the GM, the GM that they bring in, who knows what type of players they'll want and all that deal. So yeah. it's huge. Uh, well, and when you have uh, one of the chairmen talking about they have to rebuild the trust and confidence of the Elks fans, uh, they do because, you know, they have not been good and they need a huge change and hopefully this is it for them. But obviously, yeah. like you said, there's probably more changes to come because it's not just head office. It's, it's players, it's personnel. It's so we'll see how this goes for them. But the last big signing for that Brock Sutherland did a few weeks before he got fired was the, uh, Trade and signing, re signing of Nick Arbuckle. Mm. 
So who knows what um, he's getting paid starter money as a quarterback. So who knows how that's all going to play out as well. I think that was his last try and hail Mary of uh, trying to get, so he wouldn't get fired, but I'm don't feel bad for Brock Sutherland at all for a, the product that he put out on the field and B um, he just did not seem that type of very good person. We've talked about him in the past, not good things. And I, lots of people, me included expected him to get fired. Jamie Alzano, I'm a little bit more surprised about because in my mind, he wasn't really given the best um, product to work with, but he did have enough talent on on the roster where he should have also been able to put something together. So uh, we will see where they move forward from this. Do you have anything else you want to add before we do our East and West semi-final picks. Nope. That's all I got. Beautiful. Well, I hope you have a little bit more because like I said, it is the playoffs and we have the East and West semi-finals coming up on Sunday the 28th. So that is the first game is the Eastern game, and that's Montreal versus Hamilton. Uh, Austin, you go first. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. Um, I don't... You know, it's... it's. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. It's not going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the Ticats are going to take this one. Uh, Ticats are going to win by six. Ticats by six. You, the confidence that you had is outstanding. It is, isn't it? I, I, I wasn't sure which way I wanted to go. I'm completely honest. It's, uh, it's a close one. Yeah, I, I don't disagree on anything that you said. I really think it's going to be close. But I will say it now that I do think Montreal is going to make it through the East and get to the Grey Cup. So I think they're going to win this game. And I'm just going to go with an even score of seven because that seems to fit in my mind. The Western semifinal... This one, the Riders, well, Calgary is going to Regina. I'm going to be at this game. It's actually supposed to be reasonably nice out, I believe, temperature-wise, so that'll be good. And these two teams already faced against each other three times this season. This will be the game four. So they definitely know each other. Um Older brother versus younger brother for the head coaches. Oh, well, I am 
obviously going to pick the Riders because I'm not going to go against them. <laughs> it's going to be awfully close, and I think it's going to come down to a last-second field goal. It might even be tied up when this last field goal happens. It might even go into overtime. But the Riders are going to win by three. Damn. What do you got, okay. Austin? Okay. Well, you are right about one thing. I hope the team. You are. The Riders are going to take it. Do. But you're also right about it being a pretty close game, for sure. Uh, it's not going to be the last second field goal, and it's not going to go to overtime. But the Riders are going to take it by seven. Yeah, it's um, – I think all these games – I think throughout the entire playoffs, it's going to be a great set of matchups. It's going to be great games. And I like all our picks, even with the Montreal-Hamilton game when we went offset. It can honestly go either way. So, like I say – excuse me, like I say more than once – Time will tell. But that's our picks for the first week of the playoffs. And, yeah, we got some soccer to talk about. What? Uh, What? Yeah, probably won't take too long because I'm not a soccer expert, but neither is Austin. Um, shocking. But the main reason, sure, I might be talking about soccer now because I'm Canadian and the Canadian men's soccer team is kicking ass right now. And sure, Mexico was playing here in Canada in Edmonton in like minus 10 weather. So they're at a slight disadvantage, you could say. Um, but that's the same for any away team in the home country. There's always types of weather that, you know, some places you can be higher altitude where, you know, hard to breathe and blah, blah, blah. So I don't think the Mexican players are using the cold as an excuse. And I'm not using it as the reason why Canada went. One, um, the women's has been at the top in their league for quite some time. And it's really nice to finally see Canada at the top. Uh, They still have more qualifying rounds to go, I think, in January. Uh, So we'll see how that all plays out. But I think they haven't been at the top since 1986, if I remember correctly. I don't have it down here. Damn. And I'm just all out surprised by their performance. The crowd at Commonwealth Stadium was full. 50,000 people looked like what the Elks crowd should look like versus their like 7,000. And it was just nice to just, you know, I actually watched some of the games. It was 
like the announcer was amazing. The oh, soccer announcers were, are the best. The ref was like, like, oh, he was fired right up. It was great environment. I loved every second I watched. Um, Austin, I think you even correct me if I'm wrong. I think you even played a little bit of soccer back in the day. So give us your insight. Yeah, well, it's uh, when I played soccer, uh, I played for about seven years, actually. I played um, when I played Canada was definitely on its way up, but it was not where it is today by any means. Um, I remember kind of it was a little bit of a joke, right, where for soccer players is like if if, you know, we were ever good enough to play we would have to go and play for another country because lord knows canada is not going to get through to anything but um yeah that's changed and and i love it because uh soccer or football whatever you want to call it is an excellent sport it's super accessible because not everyone has ice to play hockey or not everyone has you know like soccer all it takes is a ball Ball you know, and a couple knee pads to protect yourself, maybe elbow pads. You're good to go. But like at, but like at the lowest end, soccer literally you just need a ball. Yeah. Right. To like play baseline soccer. Like it's not it's it's a very low barrier for entry, which is very cool. And I think the more Canada grows uh, just as a country, I think the better we'll get. Um and I think they should keep putting more and more money into the program because obviously it's paying off. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Like like I mentioned, Canada had the advantage uh, this time because we're you know playing in Canada and playing against a team in a country that's not necessarily used to the cold at all. Mm-hmm. But I forget where they're playing in January, but it's going to be hot and humid. And um, I think one of the places, Costa Rica, I might have butchered that name. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I've never got. I've never been to any of those places, but well, for one, it's a lot nicer than Canada. And two, I feel like it's going to be a lot warmer than it is here in Canada in January. So that's true. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we move on to your favorite sport? <laughs> Other well, than that sneeze? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that? Um, oh, I'll see if I. Well, at this point, with how much we talked about it, I got to keep it in now. So, you're welcome. Good. Uh, let's <laughs> let's just move right along to some NHL. Um, Austin, I might as well more or less hand it right off you uh we've been doing kind of like the recap of what we thought of going on uh it's picking up some 
definite steam lately. Uh, lots of teams around the 20 game mark. So we figured it's a perfect time again to do another little recap for any. Also, I might as well say it now for any hockey fans out there. And once the CFL season is done, we will do another switch. So Austin will get the joy of talking even more hockey, at least off the top. <laughs> so, Austin, I kind of have two questions for you, and then you can free roam with your brain. And that is, A, um, what do you think about the, you know, both ends of the spectrum? And if anything, what has surprised you so far this year? Yeah, so... Sorry, uh, just thinking there for a second, I'm a little bit baked. Um, one of my biggest surprises right away is right off the bat in the Metro division is how bad the New York Islanders have been. Uh, last couple of years, the Islanders have made it to the Stanley Cup Conference Finals in the East and lost to the Lightning. And they're 5-8-2. and two. They're, they're seven points back of seventh in the Metro division. Um. They are super, super not playing as good as they should be. Um, the Rangers are really playing well. Uh, 25 points, they're third in the Metro. I'm kind of surprised by that. And the Metro is a division that you have to be on your your game because you're playing – because that's like Tampa and all that. Is it nope. not? No? Okay, wrong division. Right. So the Metro, you got Carolina at the top. You got Washington, yeah. the Rangers, Columbus, Which Pittsburgh, Philly. <laughs> What's up? I said, well, you said Carolina at the top, and he said Washington, and I said, which is also up there. So, well, yeah, second. Um, Ottawa being last in the Atlantic, not overly surprising. Um, Montreal has been really bad after their cup run, but I was never under the impression that they were that good. They were riding a very hot goalie. Uh, Arizona is catastrophically bad. They're 10 points. Um, But, you know, my Canucks still chugging along at 14 points. Absolutely brutal. Um, Calgary leading the Pacific. That makes me sick. I'm so glad you didn't leave them out. (laughs) However, I will say they only have a one-point lead on the Oilers, and they've played two more games than the Oilers. I will say it is nice to see three Canadian teams up at the top of the standings. They're not, like, top-top, but they're – because you have Edmonton, Calgary, and Toronto all definitely in the mix. Yeah, Toronto's only two points out of second in the Atlantic – um, and then, yeah, obviously Calgary, Edmonton. Um, don't talk about the other uh, Canadian teams, though. Uh, <laughs> Basically, yep. Yeah. Those three will carry the torch, I guess. And I will say, too, I want to talk about individual stats because it continues to be a crazy year for some players here. Go because, for it. well, first of all, in points, we got to shout out the German Leon Dreisaitl. 35 points in 17 games. 
the guy's got 18 goals in 17 games. That's ridiculous. That's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and obviously, a great teammate of his, Connor McDavid, 32 points in 17 games. Uh, Ovechkin, Ovechkin's still proven he's got it. He's got 15 goals and 15 assists in 19 games. Alex Ovechkin, at 36 years old, is third in NHL scoring. Yeah, and I think there's a uh, particular Flames player which was shocked me as well, which is right around 14 goals, I believe, as well. So I'm not Um, sure who's at the top for goals, but yeah, Manjipani has has 15 goals in 19 games, which good for him because that's crazy. Also, he only has two assists. (laughs) Yeah, 14 of those goals, by the way, are road goals. Yeah, I heard that. He only scored one at home. That's hilarious. Um, and Team Canada's looking his way now too. So I mean, yeah, he scored fifteen and nineteen. That that'll get your attention. Um, I will say too, surprisingly, Matt Duchesne is doing decently well. He's got twelve goals in seventeen games, which at thirty is not too bad. Uh, Duchesne has kind of had a dip for a while, but good for him. Also, Troy Terry. I don't know if you've heard of uh, heard about him in Anaheim, but he's been putting up no. good points. Uh, Twenty two points in seventeen games. Uh, he's a bit of a late bloomer, but he's really coming into his own this year. Um, you talked a lot about offensive stuff. Do you have anything? Are you going to throw any shade the goalie's way? Ooh, well, shade the goalie's way. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could. Everyone, everyone always loves the goalies so much, but let's talk about some good and some bad goalies. Hey. Okay, sounds um, good to me. So, <laughs> I will say um, it's hilarious. So, the top two goalies in the league for wins uh, last year both were playing for Toronto. So, uh, Frederick Anderson in Carolina has 11 wins, uh, but Jack Campbell, who is still in Toronto, has 10 wins. Um, but Campbell does have the better stats at 944 to 937 save percentage. Um, Campbell also has three shutouts to Anderson's one. Um, oh, but, three, that's it? That's cute. Well, and like I was going to say, I was about to get to talking about uh, shutouts. Uh, Stupidhead over here has a ridiculously good goalie. And where did, where did he come from? Where did he start to get good and then they couldn't uh, pay him money that he deserved? <laughs> so, Jacob Markstrom, five shutouts, just absolutely ridiculous. He's Our backup played, has two. He he has seven wins, and five of them were shutouts. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, and our like I kind of talked over Austin there. Sorry about that, but that's okay. Our backup. I, as a Flames fan, I have to throw this out there. Our backup has two shutouts and three wins. So, uh, oh, and no, he's in four wins. Four wins, sorry. But 50, still, 50. ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. In the Wait, top five goals, Boston. What, yeah. Just ridiculous. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on to some other things here? 
Um, well, uh, if we wanted to throw some shade on some goalies, uh, Carter Hutton played three games for Arizona, and he has a goals against average of 7.76. He's good, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Uh, Philip Grubauer for the Seattle. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but they're starting to because he's been terrible. Grubauer has a, over three goals against a, a three goals against average, which is just unacceptable for a starter. Um, and an eight eighty two save, just not good. He's been bad for Seattle. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to look at both ends of the spectrum like that, but. We might as well uh, move right along here. You did mention the Senators being, I think you said, last. And they were also, during this time, We, since you mentioned that, it's also good to mention that they had a COVID situation. Oh, yeah. They, I think they had three games postponed. I don't know if it's more than that or not. Um, but now they're back practicing, so that's good to see. And one thing that I'll say is um, it's kind of nice to see the league kind of get a handle on these things because sure, it came up in the news, maybe a little speed bump, and then we just move right along. Oh, totally. Uh, There's a lot, <laughs> a lot smoother sailing now, so... That's really, really great to see. And we'll see sometimes it kind of happened a little bit with the Canadians last year um, after their COVID break is that they might catch a little bit of steam here. I believe even Canucks last season after their COVID break, if I remember correctly, caught a little bit of steam for a short time. Um, uh, a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, there are a few games behind, so they have potential to get a few points. So, what do you have to say about the Senators being back at practice? Yeah, well, uh, like you said, they definitely it was quite the COVID situation. They have a they had a lot of positive uh, cases and. Uh, just glad they're getting back to it. Obviously, the postponements are not ideal, but glad that they were get, able to get it figured out and uh, get back, get it back going again. Yeah, because I think when they played it against the Flames, um, which I think was the last game they played right before they had a break, they had like ten people out with COVID. So okay. it's time. Speaking of time, is it maybe, maybe not time for the NHL to get another Canadian hockey team? I'm talking about the Quebec Nordiques. Apparently, there's a little rumor, at least, that maybe Austin can throw clear some things up. I don't know. But Batman was supposed to meet or something with Quebec or something like that, talking about the Nordiques. I would be okay if Quebec got their team back. 
I'd also be okay if Saskatoon got a team. Uh, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Austin, can you – do you know at all if this rumor is true? What do you know about it? Yeah, so I hate to burst the bubble, but uh, I've definitely heard an update to this. Basically, there's no truth to this. Uh, the meetings are not happening. This is not – this is not happening, unfortunately. At least not yet. Okay, well, let's uh, turn around this way then to make me look a little less like a fool. Not and, a fool, but <laughs> I'm just bugging. Um, <laughs> would you be okay, like, uh, if Quebec did get their team back, or if not, where would a team like should go in Canada? No, I think Quebec makes sense. They already had one. Uh, they're going to have the infrastructure for one. I think, honestly, uh, Arizona should go to Quebec. Well, there's your thoughts. I guess uh, if Gary Bettman's listening to this, I know apparently the rumors were fake. Um, oh, but he does listen to the show. But if you're listening, you sh- you know, never say never. And just because they're not talking now doesn't mean they won't in the future. So that's true. Uh, we've been talking about this player a lot lately, and it's been very positive news as of late. And that's Carey Price is now taking another huge step, and he's now skating with the team. Uh, he's taking such the step that Canadian Olympics team is now saying if he makes the full recovery and and all that good stuff, he'll end up being the starter. So, and on the team and all that amazing stuff, but he has a long ways before that point. Uh, it's just great to see, like I said, he's taking that next step and He's skating with the team, practicing, and I'm not sure exactly how much practicing he's doing. And I'm going to pass off off to Austin. I don't know. Maybe he'll tell me this is fake. Well, no, I'm definitely not going to tell you it's fake, but I will tell you it's good to see that he's back on the ice. Um, After he came out and basically said what was going on, uh, issues with substances, uh, like we said, we weren't going to get into that into detail but good to see him back uh, especially on the ice it's a good start and I don't think the thing is it's not an injury right so it's just a matter of I think when he can get back up to game speed and I don't think that'll take super long so I don't think Olympics are out of the question yeah because the Olympics are what I forget when the February yeah February um. Yeah, so that's definitely, I don't see that being out of the question, but I'm not going to also jump the gun yet because anything can happen. But it's great news just to see that he's making progress and it's also great news to see that clearly the program that he went through works. Yeah. And that's awesome. We need more stuff like this 
need it to be more accessible, more open, and people just not be scared about it. But I think we have time. We'll uh, might go a little over the hour, but it should be fine. We have the part four of the bad deals. This is the final part. It's soon going to be done. Uh, we'll move right along. We got the Seattle Kraken. Alex Wenberg, mm-hmm. 2021, three years left, $4.5 million. What can you tell us about that player, Austin? Um, Wenberg, he's honestly a, kind of a middle six guy, not a huge name in the league. They overpaid a bit, but uh, centers, is not, centers are not easy to find, uh, good centers especially, so... There's a reason you got four and a half, but three years of it is not too bad. Uh, St. Louis Blues, Justin Falk, 2019, seven left, six and a half mil. Yeah, this one's rough. Uh, Falk definitely had some upside, especially when this was signed, but he's definitely declining and seven years left at six and a half million. Uh, let's not forget also that the Blues – because they wanted to sign Falk, were unable to sign Petrangelo. And Petrangelo is so much better. Um, so I think doubly this is just a bad deal. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are probably going to have to help me with this last name, but Ryan Mc... I don't know. I'll let you say his name. We uh, pass off to you. 2018, five years left. million. Yeah, so Ryan McDonough, uh, five years left, six and and just over a half. Not bad, but it's not bad when he signed it, but the Lightning now are having issues with cap space, although they've definitely found ways to get around it. Um, This cap hit is rough, and I'm sure they wish they didn't have it, but uh, five years left, so good luck. (laughs) Good luck. That's one that's the perfect way to say it. Uh, the Leafs, another team I believe is not the has the most cap space. This might be the reason why. John Tavares, twenty eighteen, four years left, eleven mil. So okay, so this is a controversial contract, not because he's a bad player, but because in two, three. Four years. Let's see if he's as good. Although I will say, and John Tavares, I don't think he's going to have a huge decline because he's never been the fastest player. He's always relied on his skill and his smarts. And that doesn't go away as you get older. In fact, I would argue some of that gets a little better. So I don't think his game is necessarily going to hurt. But the game is getting so fast. So we'll see. But I... I disagree, but I see where they're. I see what the point is, but what they're saying. Um, Canucks. This is your team, Austin. Oliver yep. Ekman Larson, twenty eighteen, six left, eight point two five million. I know yeah. we're getting to the hour mark, but take the time you need. It's rough. 
it's not a good contract. Um, I know why we took it on because we got three, got rid of three bad ones. But at the end of this year, those three bad ones would have been done, and then we could have just had that space instead of trading for another long, way overpaid contract. He's not necessarily a bad player, but he's not worth anything near eight point two five million. I would, I would take Ekman Larson at two and a half or three million dollars. But at eight point two five, it's just way too much. Oh, that's quite the pay cut that you. Uh, oh yeah, you're the GM. Oh yeah. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I'll just forget saying his name, but it's twenty twenty. Two years left. Five million. Who's this mystery player? Yeah, Evgeny Dadunov. Um, he's he's okay, but he's he's just not. He's just not worth five million dollars. As simple as that. There, keeping it simple. I like it. Two teams left: Washington Capitals, uh, Evgeny Kinstov, who's Netsov. Twenty seventeen, four years left, seven point eight million. That eight's a weird number, but whatever. Yeah, so this contract was signed uh, when Kuznetsov was putting up crazy points, uh, even without Alexander Vatskir, not much time with him. But uh, he's in a bit of a slump. So if he can get back to his former glory, then 7.8 ain't bad at all. But um, right now, he I don't think he should be getting 7.8. The Winnipeg Jets, the final team, Josh Morrissey, 2019, seven years left, 6.25 million, Austin. Yeah, j- wait, what? Josh Morrissey? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a terrible deal, but he doesn't have many players to play with. So by that version, although he has been a bit better, it's still not a great contract. Well, you said it well, um, and I guess we're a li- slightly over time, so we be- I better get to my... I hope you don't get fired. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's time for my very, very, very stoned statement. We, off the top, we had, well, the CFL regular season is all wrapped up. Nice little tied bow. Playoff time. We talked soccer. And we're finally done part four of the bad deals. Austin did a great job of vocalizing the players and everyone out there. Stay stoned. I very much am. And stay safe. Me too. Bye.